This is the Colorado Prepscast. Colorado Prep. Western Slope Edition. Presented by Alpine Bank and hosted by Matt Kennedy. Hello and welcome to the Colorado Prepscast Western Slope Edition. Presented by Alpine Bank. I am Matt Kennedy giving you the weekly rundown of everything Colorado Preps on the Western Slope side of Colorado. Got a great show lined up for you guys today. Going to start out with football and then jump into some playoff action and recap and previews of the softball playoffs currently going on right now and then finish up with some men's soccer looking at the rankings and the matchups going into this weekend. Starting at the top of football, down at the class of 1A's, my favorite teams, the Meeker Cowboys. They are 6-1 so far this year after their most recent win last Friday against Paonia High School. The Cowboys had another shutout win as they kept their rankings as the 7th best team in the class of 1A quarterback Ryan Phelan led the Meeker offense to score 34 points against Paonia. Phelan himself passed for 254 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick off of 13 completions. The sophomore running back Kilton Turner led the ground game with four carries, 64 yards, and two touchdowns. And then Cole Rogers completed the trifecta on the offensive greatness as the senior wideout caught two touchdown passes from Phelan as well as 133 yards off of his five Reception. So far this year, the Meeker offense averages 510.6 total yards every game, and the offense itself has scored 34 touchdowns through their seven games. This week, Meeker takes on Olathe High School. Looking at Olathe, the Pirates lost to Hotchkiss, who is number eight in the state. So Olathe kind of having some rough back-to-back weeks, but they did make it a good game. It was 19-6 in that loss so far this year. The Pirates are 3-4, and four, but have won two out of their last three. That game against Meeker will be this Friday at 7 p.m. Jumping up to Delta, really one of the best classes in the state of Colorado as well as the Western Slope. We got a bunch of Western Slope teams within the top 10. Looking at Delta, they took care of the up-and-coming Loghorns of Basalt last week. The Panthers really played one of their best games of the year after getting embarrassed by Rifle the week prior. Delta defeated Basalt 35-6. That saw Quarterback Nolan Bynum completes 63% of his passes for 207 yards and two touchdowns. The defense racked up six sacks and a fumble recovery against the Loghorns offense. This week, Delta plays Moffitt County. Looking at Moffitt, the Bulldogs are just within the top 20 teams with a respectable 5-2 record. They recently defeated Cole Ridge in a much closer 27-20 matchup. We know Cole Ridge has been struggling this season, especially within the last month. Um, But that game was much closer than we were expecting. One of the players to look out for in this game, though, is Kevin Hernandez. Besides Levi Warfell from Rifle, some are saying that Hernandez is one of the best tailbacks in the class of 2A. The senior has 10 total touchdowns on the year, eight of them being on the ground. He also has 702 yards on the ground and averages 4.5 yards per carry in the game against Cole Ridge. He had his third 100-yard game with 125 yards and two touchdowns off of two carries. So look out for Delta again against Moffitt County. The Panthers looking for their second consecutive win. Moffitt County trying to come off of that loss. And now we got Rifle and Basalt. Probably the game of the week in my eyes at least. The Bears are rolling and they are feeling themselves more than anyone else in the class of 2A. Why? Because they're the best team in the state with a perfect 7-0 record and look to make Basalt lose their second game in two weeks to a top 10 team. In their most recent win against Aspen, the Bears put up 49 points compared to the Skiers' zero. It was a 49-0 shutout. Levi Warfeld, the running back, added to a spectacular season. 32 carries, 264 yards with four touchdowns. Are you kidding me, Levi? That brings Warfeld's season total to 1,273 yards and 18 total touchdowns. He also has four reception touchdowns, so that makes it my mistake. 18 rushing touchdowns and 22 total touchdowns on the year. The question, though, 
as if basalt has enough to stop the Bears. They couldn't stop the Panthers. Can they actually defeat Rifle, who, by the way, demolished the Panthers a couple weeks ago? Their defense for Basalt gave up the most points that it has all year in that 35-6 loss against Delta. So you can imagine that they must be feeling a little bit down about themselves. Delta really was a chance for them to put themselves on the map more than they already are. But you uh, once you get blown out and your offense puts up only 91 rush yards off of 37 carries, you kind of have to pick yourselves back up, but Rifle is not the team you really, you really want to go up against after losing to Delta. That game will take place in Rifle on Friday at 7 p.m. Jumping up to 3A, Palisade is back on the winning side of their record as they win back-to-back games for the first time all year after beating both of the Springs in Steamboat Springs and Glenwood Springs. The latter one against Glenwood from this last week was a 42-8 whopping, and boy, does it feel good to have Cam Tucker back. I'm sure everybody on Palisade is saying that. Tucker missed the majority of the first half of the season with a nagging ankle-slash-foot injury, but in his return, he has been spectacular. Last Friday, he had four total touchdowns, two on the grounds, and the other two through the air. The Bulldogs' rushing attack put up 308 yards and eight touchdowns. Come on. The defense did their job, and Cam Tucker actually had a pick. Cam Tucker didn't throw for a pick, but he intercepted a ball on defense to from the Glenwood QB. This week, the Bulldogs will play against a below-average Eagle Valley team at home inside of Ralph Stoker Stadium the day before the CMU uh, homecoming football game against Black Hills State. I will be calling that myself. Short plug there. Eagle Valley is 3-4, and four, but has won two out of their last three games. They defeated Summit 12-7 to seven last Friday. Pretty impressive that the Devil defense has held their opposition to under 15 points in those two wins. 4-8, Montrose. Can we talk about that game that happened last week? I know we're supposed to be talking about the games coming up, but can we please talk about the game that happened last week against Denver South? Get this, 117 combined points between both teams, number three Montrose and Denver South. The Indians were responsible for 76 of them. 76 points put up by the Indians. I honestly wish that I can give you a box score with all the stats, but sadly enough, Max Preps does not have them. I don't think Montrose or Denver South really has been tracking their stats all year. All that I do know by looking at the score tracker, uh, not the box or the score tracker itself, the game was 56-27 to 27 at halftime in favor of the Indians. They were two 60-plus yard touchdown runs, a 90-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, and quarterback for the Indians, Keegan Goodwin, had at least three passing touchdowns in the first half, and I wish I was there to see it. This week, Montrose travels to Aurora to play Gateway High School. The Olympians are 2-5, and five, and I'm honestly scared for their sake of what Montrose may do to them. Last week, they were blown up by Ponderosa, 42-7. That game will actually be a night game on Saturday. So Montrose continues to roll as they continue their climb up the 4A rankings. They remain undefeated and are number three currently in the Chassa RPI rankings. Jumping up to Fruta, they thwarted, and I mean thwarted, Thornton High School 56-0 last week to improve to 4-3 and on the year. The first time head coach Cameron Ross has won back-to-back games in his second year at the helm. Quarterback Cade Bessard had five total touchdowns, three on the ground and two of them through the air. Running back Denim Luster carried the ball only seven times for 54 yards, but I'm sure they didn't feel the need to overexert their running back because, well, his defense, he plays on defense as well. He plays both sides of the ball. The Wildcats take on Hinkley High School on Thursday night this week. I believe that is tomorrow. The Thunderbirds are from Aurora and come into this game with a respectable 5-2 and two record. They did lose their second game of the year in a 32-27 loss to Stanley Lake in their most recent game last week. So far this year, they are led by their running back Tyreen Draper. 
who's having a phenomenal season, 863 rushing yards, eight touchdowns, which leads the team in both categories. Draper had a game back on October 5th where he scored three times and racked up 176 yards. Grand Junction High School, the Tigers, they lost in heartbreaking fashion, and I mean heartbreaking fashion. They were the underdogs in this game, and they held tight all the way through. They lost to Dakota Ridge, who at the time, and still is, a top-10 team. The Tigers handled themselves very nicely. I believe that game was a 17-16 final score. It was a defensive battle that just saw the Eagles come out on the top barely. This week, the Tigers will look to rebound against Bear Creek High School. The Bears, they're 1-6. They got blown out two weeks ago, actually two weeks in a row, and they have not scored a single point in three weeks. They lost to Dakota Ridge back on the 11th. 35-0, 35-0, to zero, and then in similar fashion, lost to Windsor, 36-0 to zero this last weekend. Alpine Bank understands your time is valuable. Make more time for watching and supporting local high school sports by using Alpine Bank's mobile app. You can bank on the go and get back to the game quickly so you don't miss a beat or that winning point. Learn more about Alpine Bank and its mobile app at alpinebank.com, member FDIC. Let's look at softball. Softball is in the postseason, and we got a couple of Western Slope teams that are featured in both the 3A and 4A Chassa playoff bracket. Both Basalt and Cedar Ridge performed very well in the 3A regional bracket last week. The Lockhorns of Basalt won the regional championship after defeating Lamar 10-4. I believe they were in Region 3. It was the 14th straight win for Basalt as they improve to 22-1 on the year. They are currently listed as the number two seed and we'll be playing La Hunta, who is a 15 seed. That game will take place on October 25th. Basalt, in my eyes, is probably the best Western Slope softball team. Cedar Ridge, though, they lost in the regional championship to Strasburg 15-3, but they actually did qualify because anybody who makes a championship does qualify for the state championship bracket because they beat Faith Christian 20-10 to get into the game against Strasburg. The Bruins do have a tough test, though. They will be playing against Brush High School, who is a three seed, while Cedar Ridge is only a 14 seed. That game will also take place on the 25th. In case you don't know where Brush is, it's in like the east, north and east side of Colorado. Jumping up to 4A, looking at that bracket, Rifle qualified for the 4A state championship bracket after losing to Wyfield the first game, but then beating Air Academy and getting redemption against Wyfield in their rematch. In a second game between the two teams, the Bears put up seven runs in the fourth inning. Delaney Phillips led the team going 3-for-5 with one RBI and three runs. The Bears will play Wheat Ridge, who is ranked 4th in the bracket compared to the Bears, who are 13th. And then finally, looking at men's soccer with some rankings and some matchups that we got going on this week. Fruit of Monuments starting up at the very top. They have lost three out of their last four after starting the year 6-3. and three. They most recently lost to Durango 3-2 back on the 19th. Wildcats will play Central High School this week on Thursday night. As with the Warriors, they are 3-10 after getting blown up by Montrose 10-0 back on the 15th. Speaking of the Indians of Montrose, Cassie Snyder's squad is 8-5 and 5-1 and in the league play. They take on Grand Junction High School this week, currently on the year. It really has been a scoring shootout between the team's two best scorers, Sean Alex and Brian Delgado, both phenomenal players. Alex leads the team in goals with 19, but Delgado leads the team in points with 44. Both players have combined for 36 goals on the year, which is 70% of the team's total scoring. Looking ahead to Grand Junction, the Tigers are 5-8-1 and one, and have won four out of their last five. They did lose 3 to nothing to Fruit of Monument back on the 16th, but honestly, 
This game between the Tigers and the Indians should be pretty competitive. During that four-game winning streak for the Tigers, that went on from September 25th back to October 12th. The Tiger defense allowed only five goals, with three of them being against Durango in that close 4-3 to win. They did have one shutout victory over Central, and that has been their only shutout of the year. And then looking at the rankings, starting up at the 5A slash 4A Southwestern, Montrose is in charge of that league. They are sitting at a 5-1 league record, 8-5 overall. Durango is right behind them with a 10-4 overall record, but they have two losses in the league. Grand Junction and Fruit of Monument and then Central rounded out. Grand Junction's record is 5-8, like I just said, 4-3 within league play. And then the Western Slope League, down at 4A, Battle Mountain in Vail. They currently are undefeated on the year, 9-0 within league play, 12-0 overall. Glenwood is the second-best team, 10-1 overall, 7-1 within league play. I believe that only loss was to Battle Mountain. And then Rifle sits at 7-5, 6-4 within league. And then Summit Valley, Eagle Valley, and Steamboat Springs and Palisade round out the bottom four. But as for today, that is all she wrote Come back next week, same time, same place. I am Matt Kennedy. This has been the Western Soul Podcast on the Colorado Prepscast, presented by Alpine Bank.